Welcome to Ready, Set, Sold with your host, Brian Vogt. Are you wanting or even thinking about selling your house but don't know where to start? Good thing you've found Ready, Set, Sold. And now, real estate broker, Brian Vogt. Welcome, everyone. This is Brian Vogt, and you're listening to Ready, Set, Sold, everything about real estate. The 12 proven steps to get your house sold, top dollar, and a fast sale. Thanks so much for joining us. As I mentioned, uh, I wrote a book, and this is what this radio show is actually based on. I wrote a book this year, became a number one Amazon bestseller. And the goal was is to get information to the general public, to, to those people that are looking at selling their home. And I felt that was very, very critical. It was one of the things that was kind of missing behind the whole thing. And that's why I wrote the book. And the book kind of covers some of the things that maybe people wish they'd known, quite frankly, maybe after the, their sale, and getting that up front and getting the information out. And the book is free, just so you know. Um, again, my goal is to get as many people to be looking at the book, to be reading the book, so they can have the confidence of having a, a fantastic experience selling their home. And too many times that falls away. One of the things that to, to keep in mind with, with that is, is if you're just thinking about it or wanting to sell your home, but you know what, you just don't know where to start. This is what this book is geared for. Again, it's 12 proven steps. They're not theory and conjecture. These are things that if a seller uses, we've, other sellers have used before that we've, we've serviced, uh, will have great success. So keep that in mind. Also is, look, there's so much information out there on the internet, but most of it, it's great if you live on the East Coast or West Coast, but we don't, we live in the heartland. And that information may work great there, but many times it does not work here. So the book is geared for this area and this area alone. So again, get the book. It's free, no strings. You don't have to use me. That's perfectly fine. Just get the book so you can use that. Some other things that we found that people are concerned about is, is what updates, what they should do, what they shouldn't do. Um, when they should put their house on the market. Now, right now is a pretty good time, but again, maybe you're looking down in the future. So this would be a great opportunity for you as a, as a seller to get that information. And that's what it's geared for. Go to readysetsold.org, not.com, readysetsold.org, not.com, and get the book. Here's some other things too that we're really excited about. We're on Facebook now, so please uh, give us a like. Just go to Ready, Set, Soul with Brian Vogt, and, uh, and like I said, we'd greatly appreciate that. We also have giving more and more avenues. We're trying to get this information out to as many possible people as we possibly can that are even thinking about selling. So we have podcasts now, and all you need to do is go to Google Play, or you can go to iTunes, either way, and you can get um, the entire program or you can just get a segment of a program maybe you had something you just had an interest in and you wanted to listen to it again whatever that situation is you have the ability to share it to to send it to other people that's perfectly fine we definitely want to get this information out because we know that if you use this information uh, you'll be like our past hours and have fantastic experience with that a little background about me I've been in real estate for 16 plus years now I 
I'm a realtor slash broker in the Metro East. I have lived in Charlotte, Illinois for oh, over 22 years, but I'm a lifelong re- resident of the Metro East. And I love the people. I love the St. Louis Cardinals, but I still haven't gotten a hold of that weather thing. That weather thing just really kind of makes it kind of rough. But besides that, everything is good. Everything is great. Wouldn't change it for the world. With that said, too, this is a little bit background of where the market's at right now. And the market is still moving along very, very nicely. There's always going to be pockets, and this sometimes it's hard to understand for certain sellers. There are always going to be pockets in any market, any any hot spell, or even signs in what would be called a down market. Some Sometimes down markets, there are certain uh, places that still stay relatively hot and still have great success. It's the same thing on a hot market. There could still be areas in different, even subdivisions, sometimes just areas of town where they're just not having quite the success. But overall, Edwardsville, Belmont, Shiloh, Glencarbon, um, Waterloo, Freeburg, Mascuda, anything near Sky Force Base, Belmont, it's just, it's, it's doing very, very well. Keep in mind, three months, I say this because it's three months. We have seen situations where in three months' time, things change, and they change for the bad. Now, we don't want that. Believe me, we don't want that. We want the exact opposite. We want that to be keep on moving up. And it could also be that situation, too. In three months' time, that market may be stronger. But understanding there's outside influences that happen, too. And again, the world as we know it, North Korea, what's going on with there, some of the things just... In, in we live in a global world and perception and confidence when it comes to buyers is so so important as they think things are going bad somewhere else unfortunately there's the news and people whether you like the news or you don't you watch the news and you, you don't always get a good warm fuzzy feeling so understand that too so three months is pretty good Two months is 50-50, it'll change, can go either way. And 30 days, it's less likely, but it can change in 30 days. So keep that in mind. With that said, I want to talk about also what we're going to be talking about today, and that's how to choose a realtor. And that's in step two. Kind of jump to step, because step one was deciding when to sell. Um, I think right now, I think most people know already this is a fantastic time to sell. So if you're even thinking about it, you might want to check with the realtor. Uh, talk to your realtor and hopefully you have someone that you've trusted and used before and they're a good resource to go back to. So that's that's the first thing. But we're going to be talking about in step two is how to choose a realtor and give some different insights from, from what we talked about the last time we had this, 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 uh, this segment. And so we kind of broke it down to, to four areas and that is number one, we're going to talk about in this segment still is trust. The other thing is in the second segment, talking about asking questions or listening. The third segment, which sometimes happens more times than what people think, is, is should you hire that cousin, that friend, that family member to sell the biggest asset of, of, for most people uh, in their entire lives? Maybe. And also then, do they have a track to run on the, in the last segment uh, we're going to be talking about is well, I shouldn't say the last segment, but the second last segment we're talking about, do they have a track to run on? Meaning is, do they have experience and how important that is? And then the tip of the month, this will be $5,000 tip of the month. You want to stay tuned to, I think it, uh, you're really going to be uh, enjoying it. Just so you understand, the $5,000 tip either will save you or earn you more money as a seller. With that, let's go into that sections we were talking about of choosing a realtor. And I think 
the number one thing that most people, or at least they should, and I think they do, when you're hiring a realtor is, is do you trust them? I mean, so, as simple as that. There are some people that have made the decision with a realtor, and many times we hear from the sellers that it didn't work out very well, or maybe they did sell the house, but the experience was horrible. And it always came back down to really the big, big item, and that was, as you know, I didn't trust that agent when we hired him, but I went ahead and did it anyway. Again, they may have sold the house, but the experience and maybe how the sellers were treated and did they get top dollar and how fast it was and, and, and did they get the attention they, uh, the, the attention they needed to their house, all those things come into play. So even though you can have a sale, many of those people said they would never use that agent again just because the fact is what they told us up front wasn't what was, was delivered in the other end. So how do you know? Well, I don't know. Sometimes I think it's just a gut reaction. You know, there is that true story. Is, 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 is you, you know, are they saying what you want to hear? Are they giving you prices? Are they giving you a rainbow situation? And maybe it's true. I mean, I'm not saying it's not true, but maybe just it gets just you know, more money than you could ever imagine in the shortest period of time. And they're just making claims and and all kinds of outrageous things that, even in the back of your head, you know maybe it's not true, but, but what if it is? Again, I think the best rule of thumb on that is trust your, your gut. And that's with anything. That's what we do. I mean, that's we're humans, and whether it's a doctor or a lawyer or anything like that. If something doesn't sound right, if something isn't correct, well, guess what? You know, maybe it's time to move on. So trust is a big thing. Again, what you hear, sometimes it's having too many comebacks. It's also maybe being too salesy, too many cute lines. You know, back in the 80s, that was kind of cool. But you know what? You're hiring not only a marketing person, but a consultant to give you information. And that's so, so important also. With that said, we're going to talk in the next segment, which is probably maybe the most underlooked thing that sometimes sellers forget about is, is the agent asking questions and are they listening? Hey, we'll be back with that during the break. Hey, do yourself a favor. Go get the book. It's absolutely free. Go to readysetsold.org, not.com, readysetsold.org, not.com. Go get the book. Uh, No strings attached. Give it to a friend if you need to. Either way, give it to your realtor that you're going to hire. I don't care. But again, that information is so critical and important. We want you to have it. Hey, you listen to Brian Vogt, the host of Ready, Set, Soul. We'll see you in a few. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. Everything about real estate, about selling your house in the Metro East. And we're talking Shiloh, Glen Carb, and O'Fallon, near Sky Air Force Base. Um, it could be in Smithton. I mean, just that Metro East area. Uh, the book is geared for that. I wrote a book uh, just briefly uh, this year, became the number one bestseller. And I'm offering it free uh, to anyone uh, listening to the show that you go to readysetsold.org, not.com, and get the book. With that said, let's kind of go back into recap what we talked about the last segment, and that was trust and how important trust is and trusting your gut. And and sometimes, again, even even if the sale happens, many times sellers will say, didn't trust them, they didn't really live up to what they said they were going to do, and that's never a good situation, and maybe didn't get the money they wanted. 
The second part is, is are they asking questions? Meaning, are they listening? Are they, are, are they understanding your concerns of what, you know, where you're at? What's going on? I mean, simple, basic things. We've heard sellers complain that agents have came in and didn't even ask them where they're moving to. Meaning is if they put the house on the market and they sold it, uh, apparently the agent didn't seem to care one way or another where they were going to move. And they just want to get the deal and move on. So again, are they asking questions? Are they, are they trying to find out and listening to what your needs are, your concerns are? I mean, simple things. What do you, what do you think the house is worth? I mean, you're the seller. You've lived here. You have some idea. I've never met a seller that didn't have a, a, a understanding of what they would like to, nothing else, of what they'd like to get. And understanding that, I've had sellers talk and saying this that they didn't even ask me. All they did was prop down all the numbers and said, "Hey, this is what you're going to get. Take or leave it." Type of attitude. And in this particular time, the seller said, "I think I'll, I think I'll leave it," and and, and hired someone else. And there are some very good agents out there too. So, like I said, uh, sometimes you may have to, to search a little bit more. But again, it's it's really important. I think most sellers have great success if they if they don't find what they want. And look, it doesn't mean that you won't. But if you don't, if, if they're not asking questions, again, basic questions, another simple question, have you sold a home before? Have you ever sold a house before? Again, someone who hadn't sold a house you know, may have definitely different needs than someone who has. And if you have sold a house, how was that experience? A very simple question that you can ask you. How was that experience? What did you like best about it? What didn't you maybe like as much? And maybe it's something that as an agent, we can improve. Again, these are what I call simple and basic things, but just asking those questions. You know, you have a situation that you're trying to get top dollar. What is the needs for your monies? I mean, what are you going to use? Is that going to be for the down payment? Uh, we were just talking to some, some sellers the other day, and hey, their house was paid off. They were looking for a college fund and for some retirement monies. So understanding what those information is and what they're looking at, uh, what are sellers to do, Again, are they more of a consultant? Are they listening to your concerns? Are they, are they asking questions? Do they have quick comebacks to everything? Or do they even pay attention at all? Look, there's nothing wrong with having a, an agent having a presentation, but many times what we hear from sellers, the complaints are is, is you know, for 20 or 30 minutes, I listened to their spiel. And when it came down to my turn, uh, they seemed little or not interested whatsoever. They just kind of plowed right through it. And at the end, uh, sometimes, you know, sellers will, will go ahead and, and take that and say it's the best, best they can get. I would respectfully disagree. I think that if you have that situation where you don't think someone's listening to you, I mean, my goodness, this is, this is the sale of your biggest investment for most people. This is serious stuff. We're talking tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands of dollars or more. You'd like to think that someone there is going to be listening to you and paying attention to your needs and answering any of that information and can develop and see where your timelines are. Yes, most people want to get a top dollar and a fast sale. What is that going to look like and where's the end game going to be? But this is not a science in real estate. It's not like you can say, I'm going to put your house on the market. And the, the second Tuesday of next month, we'll have a offer come in at 4 o'clock for X amount of dollars. I think sellers know that. But can they give you at least some type of 
clarification of, of, of timelines, what to be expected, you know, what should you be looking for, what should you be concerned about. Every house is unique, which also goes back onto the listening part too, and that goes on to if you feel that you're, li- you're having someone just give you the spiel that they've given to a thousand other homes, doesn't matter how many homes they sold, if it doesn't feel that they're talking to you, that they're listening to you, well, guess what? They probably aren't. Okay. And maybe that's just not the connection. Of course, ultimately it's your decision what you want to do, but just again, keep in mind. So, so, so three things to, to, to kind of look at is, are they asking questions? What questions are they asking? Are they not bothering whatsoever? It doesn't seem to affect them one way or another, what your situation is. They just want to get your house on the market. Number two, you know, not only the questions, are they understanding what your needs are? Meaning is, is maybe a situation that you want to get your house sold, but on occasion sometimes that you have another house that you're building, or maybe there's another house that you have timelines that you have to be concerned about. Is it just, hey, too bad, so sad? Uh, this is what you got to do. And if your house sells in, you know, tomorrow and you got to be out in 30 days, uh, that's traditional. It's true. But do they have the ability to look at your situation and make changes and not just have the one-stop shopping. And I think the third thing is too, is, and it goes a little bit back onto that trust and like part, but I think what's really important that we hear from sellers so much, uh, that things that didn't go well or whatever is, is that, is that the, the agent, uh, again, had a lot of things that they said up front, made a lot of guarantees that didn't come into fruition. And communications is probably the number one thing. It has been since I've been in real estate, the number one complaint amongst sellers. Now you would think now with email and texting and everything else and and the technology we have right now, uh, that would not still be a problem. But many times it still is that they they get the house, the the, the, the agent gets the listing and they never heard from again. Doesn't happen all the time and it really doesn't. But you want to make sure that they have a communications line. So again, it's that listening. If you have concerns, you have a go-to person. All those things become really important. Remember, you're going to be with this person even if you put the house on the next day or that day and it sells in your 30 days, you still have a month with this person. So again, are you on the same connecting field? Are you communicating? So all those things become so, so important. And you want to make sure that you have that type of relationship. Again, there is the marketing aspect that's important that you want to see in an agent, but you also want to make sure that you have that connection of understanding. Are we on the same pain plan? Do we understand what we're doing here? This is the biggest asset for most people. There's a lot running out, and you want to get a fast sale with top dollar, both, not just one, not the other. You need to have top dollar and a fast sale, and those things can be accomplished with listening with an agent with coming with a plan and listening to what your needs are too. So that's really, really important. The next segment we're going to be talking about, should you hire your cousin, your best friend as an agent? That sometimes is a dilemma for many sellers. We're going to try to answer that question, some tips that maybe you can do to decide if this is a good fit or not. Uh, There are some commercials playing on TV. I'm saying that they're really, really knocking the... Uh, the cousins for sure and and that's I guess okay but you know what maybe it is a good fit and we'll talk about that too hey during the break I would like you to do is just go get the book there's this information there's so much more 
uh, information, and it's all free. Go to readysetsoul.org, net.com, readysetsoul.org, net.com, and pick up the book. I think you'll be really very, very happy. People who have gotten the book have had tremendous response during the radio program, people getting the book, so we really appreciate it. Hey, we'll see you in a few. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Soul with your host, Brian Boat. And I left you the last segment talking about you have a family member, you have a cousin, you have a friend, you have someone that you know. And the question sometimes comes into is, is, do you hire them? Now, they may have the trust factor, and that's a good thing. And they may, they may or may not have you know, the questions, and hopefully they do. But the question comes in is, is how's the whole experience going to go? And, and, and let me kind of share with you some tips. Because what we're talking about today, uh, if you didn't catch this in the beginning, we're talking about how to choose a realtor. And so one of the things that you can look at is, and this is what we've heard from sellers, that things didn't go well. And that's kind of one of the things that you have to do if you're looking at your cousin, your best friend, or whatever. Is the only reason you're, you're hiring this person is because of that fact. No other conventionals, they haven't sold anything, they haven't done anything, they, they're not that familiar with it, or they've had limited experience. If that's the only reason, you might want to think about asking at least a second person or a third person realtor to, to, to be a backup, to make sure that everything is going to work the way you want to. So that's number one, is, is, is do they have the experience? If they have the experience, that's a good thing, but then that comes back on number two. And one of the things that sellers we've heard talk about, and it can be a problem, and this is really for any business. This is not just in real estate. I've actually experienced it myself. When you hire a friend to do work, sometimes the timing, some things, sometimes that you don't feel like you're getting everything, you're getting their best, because it's kind of a done deal. I mean, where else would you go? And I had an experience of, uh, recently of hiring a friend and it just seemed like that the work took a lot longer than I expected and it seemed like I was kind of second fiddle uh, because where was I going to go I mean we're you know we're friends and and that was a good thing well that's the same thing you're doing with cousins or friends and that are they going to do a presentation there's the friendship side there's the family side but there's also the business side and can they keep that separate Meaning is you're going to get the same deal, you're going to get the same performance, the same marketing, the same uh, communications, the same experience as if you were anyone else. Hopefully more, but, but at least that. Again, complaints that we heard from sellers, even when the sale happened, they didn't think that, the, that the, their friend in this situation was a cousin really worked as hard as they could have. They could have done more. And, and that may or may not have been true, but you want to get that up front. Again, I'm not saying that the agent isn't doing everything, but you want to get that and, you know, kind of have that conversation up front before you move in that direction. And then the third thing is, and this is something that you have to decide, what if it doesn't work? Even the best laid plans, if the house doesn't sell or for whatever those reasons are, are you still going to be friends? Are you, you know, of course, you're still going to be family, but are you still going to be friends? You know, sometimes when things, when friends work together, even in business situations, that, um, you know, friendships are strained. And I've seen in real estate where someone hired a friend and it didn't go well. And that friendship was actually broken off. So again, 
understanding that, of course, you want it to work and you have confidence, and maybe one of the reasons why you're, you're wanting to hire this person is the trust factor, and there's nothing wrong. But making sure it's gonna be on a professional basis and understanding that if things do don't work out maybe 100%, that friendship's still gonna be intact. And maybe just things just didn't work out for various reasons. I mean, it's, you know, there's no guarantees with anything in life and whatever. But again, do you stand a good chance of having your cousin or your friend be able to sell your house? And that's, that's definitely something that you want to take a look at. And the same thing, you know, I talked about cousins and that, I don't know why cousins seem to come into play uh, when you're talking to realtors. And that is, you know, I have heard stories of family reunions being a little bit more tense uh, when things didn't go well, or even if the house got sold, they didn't feel like their cousin um, protected them and did as good of a job they could have to, to get that uh, top dollar and a fast sale. So again, it's, it's kind of touchy, but again, if you get those things up front, then they can be, have much, much better experience than just saying, hey, you're my cousin, let's do this, hey, you're friends. Just a little questions, making sure everybody's on the same page can do wonders. We've seen people have some great success working with family, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You should support your family. You should support your friends. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I think that's a, I think it's a great thing, and so that happens to be a realtor that you choose. That's fantastic. But again, having those guidelines in place, having that understanding, that this is business also, and there's a lot riding on it, and they understand that too, can can make the experience work. And if they can't, well, sometimes you have to make that hard decision. Uh, it does happen. You have to make that hard decision that maybe there's someone else that can service their needs, and again, still keeping the friendship and everything intact. But you as a seller maybe have to make that decision what's best for you and your family. Because as we said, there's a lot of things riding on this. With that said, I want to talk about the next segment. Um, basically is do they have a track record what is their experience and how important that track record is just so you know don't forget the last segment of the hour we're going to have a tip of the month the five thousand dollar tip of the month where either you as a seller will make or earn five thousand dollars listen to ready set soul with brian belt we'll see you in a few Hey, welcome back. This is Brian Vogt with Ready, Set, Soul. Thanks so much for joining us this fine Saturday. We've been talking about how to choose a realtor. If you did come in late, you didn't miss it. Uh, just so you know, the show is on iTunes and Google Play in a podcast, so you can go back and listen to those segments. Um, quite frankly, probably at the end of the show, we're trying to get them on as soon as possible. So with that said, we talked about we're, we're looking at how to choose a realtor, and we talked about the experience factor. We've kind of gone over the trust how important questions are, is, is, is your agent in tune to what you're trying to do? Also, if you should use a family member, you know, it has some great rewards, but it also has some great risks. Make sure that everybody's on the same pl uh, playing field. And now we're gonna be talking about experience and why experience is so, 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 in my professional opinion, so important. Again, you have a track to run on. So what does experienced agent look like and do they have sales and how many sales do they have? the more the merrier. Again, how long they've been doing this. If they've sold, in, in, and just so you know, if they've been selling houses for, for any period of time, and hopefully in the last five or seven years, they've seen just about every market, and they're still in there. You know, many times, especially in the hot market, good or bad, Asians kind of come out of the, out of the woodwork. 
um, because, you know, it's a hotter market. They're going to have much more success um, versus the agents that have been seeing all the markets when maybe the, the market wasn't so hot and were able to have uh, great production and be able to make sales in those markets too. So the years is really important. How long have you been doing this? Does that mean that a new agent can't do a good job? No, it doesn't. The problem is, 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 again, with your biggest investment, do you want to take that, that chance? Uh, maybe you do, but we've seen situations where that turned out very, very badly uh, from an inexperienced agent that their intentions were good. They really were. were. They are very, very nice people. But, again, we're in a results-oriented business, and it's just simple as that. And any realtor that's been in this business for a period of time knows that that we have to produce. We have to be able to get your house sold for top dollar and fast sale. So experience becomes so, so much more critical when you understand that scenario that you not only have sold in this current market, but even years past. And look, five, seven, 10 years length of service is not a bad thing. Again, also the volume of homes. They sold, they've seen more houses uh, in, their, in their marketplace. And so there are times where there is no no sales in a particular market, in your subdivision, maybe on your street. You really want to rely on that experience factor that they have sold a house in another location. Uh, I think last week we talked about the idea that builders will build the same house even, literally, in different locations throughout the Metro East if it's a hot selling house. So they've sold that house. Again, every house is unique for where it sets at, but there can be so many similarities. And many a time, and agents have fantastic success because they've had the experience to know what this house is likely to sell, even if they didn't have all the numbers in the last three months or the last four months, be able to give you a professional opinion and have great success with it. So that becomes really, really super important of a track to run on. The other part about it answers a few questions. Number one, if they're having sales or having consistent sales and having um, you know, lots of sales, that ranges, again, 20, 30, 40, 50. I mean, you know, go up the year. Um, that's, that's not a bad number to be looking at, and 30 to 40 would be even an ideal situation. The reason for that is, is it shows that they have the marketing. Again, that's always a concern many times as sellers, but do they have a track to run on? That usually answers, again, as a seller, you can always ask and see what their plan is, and they should be able to explain to you what that is. But it's a good idea that they're going to have a great experience as far as marketing your home. And that's a big relief to most sellers. So again, having that experience kind of gives you an insight that this is going to work out. Also, they've been able to make other people successful. Ideally, that's the plan. If they've had those sales, they've been able to make other people um, happy. And that's... You know, I know it sounds like common sense, but I mean, sometimes sellers, I think on one level, understand that, but sometimes they tend to forget. But if you've had those type of sales and consistently that you've had some success and there's a reason why they had success, that they're good at what they do. Uh, and that's, that's really important. So when you have that in mind, when you have the four factors we talked about is, 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 is the trust, um, the listening, how important that is, we talked about in the second, second segment. And also family members, we talked about how to deal with family members, and that can be kind of sensitive, and I get that. But again, hopefully the family member, if it doesn't work out, that's not the choice you make, that they understand the reasons too, and they want what's best for you too. It's been said that you know if, 
are they really a friend uh, if if the only reason why they're a friend is, is if you use them or use their services or if you do what they say. So so that's something else to keep in mind, too. And I understand it can be touchy, but when you're dealing with this much on the line, uh, I think it's sometimes maybe a few hurt feelings for a short period of time can work out better. And then also the experience factor and how huge that really is. I don't know if there's one thing if you really had to base it on is is the experience and then again do they have testimonials do they have do they have people that, that they can just show you and say hey this is what they're saying about me and that's a big thing too i mean testimonials can be really huge it lets you know that they've had not only the experience but they've had a great experience so those are the four things that you really kind of wanted to to, to really focus on there's also some other things though just some 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 other tips i want to throw out to you and that is when they first, when you first contact the agent, it's for making a decision. Look, technology has changed so much. And whether that's email, whether it's possibly a text, or maybe the old-fashioned way of picking up the phone, which you know, I still, you know, we still see a lot of sellers do, what's the response time? I mean, again, they have an opportunity to service you, and how quickly are they responding back to you? That's going to tell you a lot in the very beginning. If they're taking 24 hours, which, no offense, yeah, back when the landlines was the only way you communicated, that might be uh, that might be an option. But now with technology, uh, that, that time should be usually shortened down into hours, maybe even uh, an hour. So keep that in mind. So that's one tip I wanted to throw out there to you that can kind of tell you how the rest of the situation is going to go. So if they're not willing to jump in action to see you and to do business with you, you know, once they list the house, how much are they going to be doing? We've had sellers say that that was one of the first things they, that they thought of. They didn't understand why it took so long to get a hold of them, and it didn't turn out so well. So that could be a factor. Not always as, as, as everything, but it could be a factor. Hey, get the book. You can like us on Facebook at Ready, Set, Sold, Brian Vote, or just go get the book. It's absolutely free at readysetsold.org.com, readysetsold.org.com. Hey, get ready for the $5,000 tip of the week. See you in a few. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Saturday. Thanks so much for joining us. And we've kind of gone through the whole scenario of what to look for an agent. In the book, I've got seven different things. So again, it's another reason to get the book. It gives you even some more insight about you know teams, uh, sometimes marketing strategies, things of that nature, why a team could be a, a better fit than having a single agent. So there's all kinds of other things that, that you can check out. And that's why the book, racethatsold.org, net.com, you can get it for free, no strings attached. With that said, is here's the $5,000 tip of the week that either earn or save sellers money. It deals directly with realtors. And one of the things that you want to be very, 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 very leery on is the realtor that argues on the price of your home. I mean, this is your house. You bought it. You've made the, the improvements or whatever you've done to the home. And that can cost you well over $5,000, and, 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 and it can in more than one way. I'll kind of give you an example, and this is a little bit of an extreme example, again, 
But it's just the idea, do you have an agent that's willing to work with you, or this is the price, take it or leave it. If you don't take it, you're going to lose everything, and life is never going to be the way you want to. We'll understand from sellers we talk to that not only if they're arguing with price, number one, they're not supporting you and not understanding what you're trying to do, but number two, that's going to probably carry on in negotiations, and it's very easy to lose $5,000, $10,000, $15,000 if your agent isn't on board with you when they start working against you because they don't like the price that you picked even if they take that price so be very very leery of that if someone is arguing about price time to move on it's not going to go well for you and you're going to either lose money because they're trying to do too low which is possible or it'd be a situation where it's just negotiations remember there is different layers that goes on and they may and they have said well yes i know you put it on for 175 but i still think it's 165 and the offer comes in at 165 and they say hey you got to take it and it's ten thousand dollars and maybe there's negotiating room hey negotiations you never know what can happen in negotiations sometimes and what I explained to you was a prime example of what happened. They literally, the agent said, no, this is what you got to take. Take it, take it, take it. And there was $10,000 out there. Could there have been 5000 Well, it wouldn't have been unusual to be able to negotiate that back in. So $5,000 they lost by using an agent that wouldn't want to work with them and said price was everything, price was everything. The other part of that, uh, and this is more of an extreme situation, but there was some sellers, they had a house, they thought their house was worth 290 they had an agent come in, said it was 250 that was the most they could possibly get, they, he said that wasn't good enough, they went to the second agent, 250 and they said no, and the third agent said, hey, let's give it a shot. Look, it doesn't always happen, it doesn't, and actually the percentage is usually against you. But it can happen. And yeah, they had an agent that was willing to at least work with you and see if it can work and get behind them. And they put on the market for 290 and in two and a half weeks, they got almost a full price offer. By then, going with an agent is willing to listen to them, ready to work with them, and being able to be flexible, they was able to get close to $40,000 more than what two other agents that, quote unquote, said that the house would sell for. So again, make sure you have an agent. The tip is make sure you have an agent that's working with you on price and figuring out ways of how they can make it work. Hey, next week we're going to be talking about updates. I love the aspect of updates. Updates can make or break a house. So please, please uh, tune into that. Get the book. Go to readysetsold.orgnet.com, readysetsold.orgnet.com, and get that book today so you can have it for next week. Hey, make it a fantastic Saturday. Make it a fantastic weekend. Thanks so much for joining us. Bye-bye.